So, Jan, how do you stay relevant? It's a brilliant question, and, and I think it's one of those things that are a challenge and then can become almost a nightmare, and you never really know if you are relevant. Mm. I think a shortcut to that is to pay more attention to the big topics. What's going on in current affairs? What kind of shifts are you seeing in topics that are important to your work? Maybe ecology, urbanism, culture, technology, finance, and maybe focus more on that and how those things evolve. Because the more you know of how they evolve, the less you need to worry about the immediate effect or relevance of something. Because you see more where things are going and you can work with that instead of, of um, looking too much maybe at what's a, what's a current trend or something. But I think that, that, comes, that also comes down to this whole idea of well, if I'm going to look at all of these things that are going on, urbanism, ecology, culture, blah, 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 my goodness, there's just going to be information overload. I don't even know what to what to look at. And how do you deal with that? Because I know that you are on top of all of those subjects that I listed and at least another 15 more. <laughs> and you're sort of my you're my shortcut to, <laughs> to information irrelevance. I, I call you and you tell me what's going on. You, you give me way too much credit. Uh, and uh, the funny thing is when, when, I, uh, when I saw this topic, I was like, okay, yeah, this is about like which app is trendy after TikTok. <laughs> and I, and I, was, I was hoping to ask you because, <laughs> because you have a kid and I don't. Um, but I, I love where you're going with this because, of course, nothing exists in a vacuum. And the more we learn as designers, I think the more uh, the more aware of the context of what we're doing we usually are. And as you said, like it's impossible to keep track of all of these things. It's information overload. And if we try to take it all in, it's just going to lead to analysis paralysis. And I think it's I, I think one of the best things I've heard uh, from uh, Nicholas Taleb, the partial analyst, mostly uh, what should we call him pundit, maybe. I think one of the best things he said is that if something is around for a very long time, it's more likely to be around for longer. So short-term trends are usually going to pass quickly. Long-term trends are usually going to be around for a longer time, and it's way easier to try to follow larger changes that happen gradually than it is to try to cling on to every latest fashion trend. Because the fashion trend may be two months long from inception to end, while the, uh, the trend of technology is at least going to be a couple of years or something. And the, the trend of, what did you mention, urbanism and ecology, these things will take decades. And it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to follow that. This is part of my swearing. But I don't think there's a good way to stay relevant on all of these things. I guess let's just follow your interest. Yeah, I think that's a good approach. I think being aware of more things than one is specifically following is, is good because then one can see the connections between topics that might not necessarily seem like they're connected. It was interesting what you said there about following the, the big shifts. Mm. I think it's, it's also about where can I contribute? When something is a trend, it's already too late. Ah. Trends are ideas that are dead. There's nothing more to do with them. They're now packaged and ready, and they're going to run for a while, and there's nothing you can really contribute to them. You can just consume, and then something else comes along. A shift or a movement is it's almost like a trend in the making. When it's at that stage, you can get really deep into it. You can see who's doing what. You can contribute to this shift. You can question it, and then what sort of, quote-unquote, comes out at the end is something that you have actually co-created if you choose to get involved. And if not, at least you know what is going to come out of it potentially as a trend 
further down the road. That is a super interesting take on this. I, I totally agree about the collaboration and actually getting into things like follow your interest do the things that are that are interesting to you and make sure you actually go deep on them and try to try to contribute to something because everything that gets created in the world is eventually going to trigger something else we can't follow it we can't know but usually it contributes to something and as long as you're interested and constructive it's going to contribute to something positive but it's super, super interesting that you went down on this path, I think. One of my favorite quotes from the last year, something that blew my mind, is from Naval Ravikant, the, um, the investor from Silicon Valley, mm. who said that a group only exists so long as it doesn't learn. Because a group, it's a mix of people who have come together around a certain idea. Changing the idea will destroy the group. And I think that's spot on about the trend, right? The trend is only a trend so long as it's the same trend, because otherwise you're actually shattering the trend or diverging from the trend. I think that's correct. And that, in my mind, is also tied to the whole idea of, of well, there's nothing really going on right now. So there's nothing for me to follow or be interested in. <laughs> It's like, really? I think that means that you just need to change the angle that you look at things through. Oh, yeah. Put yourself in another other situation, maybe a socioeconomic circumstance, a location, abilities, etc. Anyone who says that there's nothing going on is really not worth listening to because they have decided that the lens that they look at a very specific part of the world on is the one that matters. And anyone that makes those types of selections is not interested in anything apart from that tiny, tiny little speck of reality and should be avoided at all costs. <laughs> I definitely, definitely agree. And I would have to put in another type of person to avoid when you're looking for trends or when you're, where you're thinking about what's next. And that is the cynics. It's something I think we all learn as teenagers to be um, uh, negative and cynical about things because when you're negative about something, it's way easier to sound smart about that thing, especially when you don't have any knowledge about that thing. And this is something I find myself constantly uh, making errors in. As soon as I am overly negative on any topic, I know that this is something I should probably be looking at because I probably don't know enough about this. And it's, I think it's a, it's a great tell and you should definitely avoid people who are generally cynical because the people who are generally cynical are generally uninterested. So what they are saying where the world is going is probably not going to be accurate. We've mentioned a few times that we'll be talking about coffee on the podcast and we sort of haven't gotten around to it until now. So here's coffee. I'm at Companion Coffee at Wiesestraße in Neukölln, Berlin. Uh, I'm sitting here having a flat white uh, made from their own espresso blend. It's, it has a wonderfully creamy, milky foam, which is really nice. Uh, the beans are rich. It's a quite a dark roast, but still with medium acidity and a bit of a tang at the end. Mostly earthy notes, little chocolate, or mostly chocolate. A little vanilla, maybe a hint of walnut. I think it's walnut, could be hazelnut. Can't quite put my finger on how to describe the, the acid tang at the end, but maybe raspberry or maybe like a, a little sour strawberry, something like that. But overall, it's just absolutely wonderful. I recommend it to everyone. Uh, if you're ever in the southeast part of Berlin, swing by Companion Coffee. This is a four out of five.